It says in the book of Mark chapter 16, And Jesus said unto them, Go ye. Did you know two-thirds of God's name is go? People sit around, Oh, Lord, where do you want me to go? God just said, Go. Go ye. Someone says, Well, where? He said, Go into all the world. Hallelujah. And then he said, Preach to every creature. In other words, it doesn't matter where, just get out there and go. Now, sometimes the Lord will give you a special assignment. He'll give you special direction. He'll say, go to this city, go to this village, go to this house, call this person up on the phone. Sometimes he doesn't. So when he doesn't, does that mean, oh, the Lord just giving me a break. I'm going to go reactivate my Hulu account. I'm going to go catch up on my Netflix series. No, we continue to just go. Hallelujah. And many times it's good to just go until the Lord says, hey, stop and just go here instead. Are you with me? Because it's hard for the Lord to bless a ship that has its anchor down and that's not moving anywhere. Two-thirds of God's name is go. Everyone say go. G-O. And Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So people, and even believers, do this where they sit around, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? Okay, Lord, who do you want me to talk to? Who do you want me to talk to? You can pray that, but then don't sit around on that as an excuse as to why you're not communicating the gospel with anyone. Because Jesus said, go preach to every creature. And trust me, some people... Uh, you'll say this is truly the creatures. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, I preached to some big old dudes looking down at me. Hallelujah. And, uh, I mean, I preached to some people who uh, you could tell the devil had uh, really taken them for a ride. Amen. There was one person, I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. I mean, you could tell they were trying to transition into something. So when I was praying, Lord, just bless him, bless her. You didn't know what to say, so I had to just... I didn't know, you know what I mean? I didn't have the, you, you know what I mean? So anyway, let me just back off that for a moment. Hallelujah. But you know, the devil's, he, the devil's not sitting around praying, Lord, where do you want me to go? He's just going and attacking people. He sees a person, he attacks them. He roams around like a lion, seeking someone he may seize and devour. He is not a lion, but he's like a lion. Now, the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. We are brothers and sisters of Christ. The brother of a lion is a lion. Hallelujah. So the devil looks for someone to seize upon and devour. We should be actively looking for people who we can see and <laughs> preach the gospel to them. Can you say amen? Can you say a better amen? Amen. About to say roar like a lion, but don't do that. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not saying actually act like an animal. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> that would be a little too much. Anyway, hallelujah. Jesus said, go into all the world. He said, preach the gospel to every creature. So just like the devil's working overtime on people. I mean, he's working on people. He's working. He's trying actively right now to get somebody in Coshocton to commit suicide. He's actively working right now on somebody in Coshocton to go commit murder, to go cheat on their spouse, to go steal something. To, he's actively working depression in people. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be working overtime by the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us with the fire of God to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. God is raising this church up to plunder hell and populate heaven. Because shocked and shall be saved. We are not going to give the devil a free run up of the side in this land. Absolutely not. And we will not be intimidated by the devil. And we will not be intimidated by any person who's full of the devil to stop or to back down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Herod warned Jesus, stop preaching or I'm going to kill you, Jesus said, go tell that fox, I will preach the gospel, I will heal the sick, and I will accomplish what God put me here to do. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are not backing down. And we are not going to stop. Hallelujah. Smile at me. Hallelujah. Because we do this in the joy of the Lord. We're not fighting. <laughs> the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. So we're people of peace. Amen. We're not violent people. Hallelujah. But there are more that are with us than are with them. And we have God on our side. And I'm telling you that this city is going to shake under the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. We're going to see a mighty outpouring of the glory and the power of God in this city and in this state and in this nation. We're going to see it. A wave of the glory of God. The enemy cannot have this land. God is raising up a standard against him by his spirit. People are rising up all around this nation. All around this nation. There's an activation of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Who don't have fear of man. Who are bold in the Holy Ghost. Bold to preach the gospel. Bold to lay hands on the sick. Bold to cast devils out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory unto God. Glory unto God. Glory unto God. <laughs> Don't blush. Don't be ashamed to testify for the Lord. Hallelujah. This is our finest hour. I'm telling you right now, the fields are ready for the harvest. Hallelujah. God's going to send you to reap... <laughs> In places you haven't even sown. You'll just go and reap the harvest. Amen. The spirit of the Lord's upon you to bind up broken hearts. To cause the blind to see. Amen. Don't stop. Hallelujah. So says, I led someone to the Lord. Okay, I'm going to take the year off. No, then lead another one to the Lord. I did my good deed. This isn't about you doing your good deed. This is a soul winning is a lifestyle. It's not a program. It's a way of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, this is just something that has to get down in your DNA. So I said, well, it's just not in my character to do that. I'll slap your character. That's why we, we allow God <laughs> to come and do a work deep down on the inside of us by his fire and by his spirit and allow him to put a sense of urgency in our heart because we don't want one person to go to a devil's hell because 2,000 years ago the price was paid and the blood was shed because Shockton doesn't have to go to hell. There's a God who loves them who sent his son Jesus to die on Calvary's cross for their sin. Hallelujah. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And you have all these religious coneheads. They want to go around making salvation so hard. They try to make it too hard. You have to come and, you know, one person, they wanted to get saved. The pastor gave them like a stack of books this big and said, you have to read all these books and then we'll come and talk if you really want to get saved. What a moron. Jesus didn't say, go into all the world, distribute a bunch of books about salvation. He just said, preach the gospel to every creature. The Bible is so easy, it takes an idiot to come help you misunderstand it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> I said, are you with me? Amen. That's what we're hearing from the world right now. Keep your religious beliefs to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. We've been seeing an attack on the body of Christ all across this nation. The same police force that arrested Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, my pastor, is the same police force who yesterday partnered with the Islamic Society in Tampa to help them distribute food into the community. Meanwhile, Pastor Rodney has fed people thousands, tens of thousands of people for over a decade. So you arrest the pastor, you go help the Islamic Society. And that's not, I mean, that's not the only thing. The same sheriff who had my pastor arrested released an inmate who within 24 hours went outside and murdered an innocent civilian. 
This is demonic. This is totally demonic. And it's all Satan trying to intimidate and push down the church. I am shocked by pastors who have laid, and they don't even see it. They don't even see it. In fact, they rant and rave on their social media accounts because that's the only platform they have right now is the one Mark Zuckerberg's giving them. So they rant and rave, not on a platform that God's given them, but that Mark Zuckerberg's given them. And you want to rant and rave on there how the church pastors now, how the church needs to obey authority in the government, and you want to hide behind Romans? Who do you think the Antichrist is going to be? He's going to be a political figure who's going to use authority by the government to institute laws that you cannot buy or sell without a microchip. These people... Sorry, I, I got I to gotta calm down a little bit. Hallelujah. Because, my goodness, I want to take a whip and go after some people. Amen. This whole thing is satanic and demonic. Hallelujah. It's like preachers have been neutered. By religion and tradition. And by political correctness. Oh, well, we want to keep favor with the governor or the mayor. We'll still be here. You know, God bless our mayor. God bless our governor. We'll still be here after you're gone. Preaching the gospel. These are eternal things. These are holy things. Hallelujah. Amen. May the plague be stayed from off the land. Hallelujah. But we're going to still accomplish what God has put us here to accomplish. And we're still going to do what he told us to do. And we ain't stopping for nothing. Jesus didn't say go into all the world and preach the gospel unless uh, there is a virus. The framers of the Constitution, they were no stranger to plagues and viruses. They put nothing in there. They didn't put any exceptions. Hallelujah. By the way, you want to know who our government is? We the people. Big old letters. So we're obeying Romans. We the people. This is going to be a very interesting election because the American people will not forget. I mean on the Republicans and Democrats. This is going to be quite a rebuke. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's amazing how one crisis happens and all the governors turn into Joseph Stalin. Hallelujah. And then they want to tell the church to shut your mouth, shut your doors. By the way, people watching on live stream, we've been having services. We just haven't been live streaming them because we've been getting death threats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From Christians. Or should I say, workers of iniquity? I'm shocked, you know. So Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're going to do that. And we're not going to be embarrassed. And we're not going to be ashamed. If the world out there is not ashamed of their rubbish, if the world out there is not ashamed of socialism, if they're not ashamed, where you can watch certain uh, television shows where they have pet psychics. Who's heard of this? Where people, <laughs> they, they, call, they call in psychics to do a seance to talk to their dead cat from beyond the grave. And the psychics say, you know, your cat just wants to let you know that it appreciates you and it loves you. And, you know, people do this. And they're not ashamed to televise that. You think I'm going to be ashamed because I speak with tongues? <laughs> you think I'm going to be ashamed because I believe in the healing power of God and I believe the Bible? Absolutely not. I am not ashamed of the gospel at all. Hallelujah. 
But here's the thing. If the world is not ashamed of their junk, why is the church all of a sudden being ashamed? And they want to be politically correct, and they don't want to offend the world. I'm sorry. This gospel is an offense to the world. It is. Jesus said... The world hates me because I don't partake in the things that it does. And Jesus said, the world will hate you too because you're followers of mine. Since when have we been, since when are we supposed to be loved by the world and celebrated by the world? We're supposed to be hated by the world. That doesn't mean we have to go out and be, you know, a, a donkey to people. I mean, you know, for lack of a better word, it doesn't mean we have to go out there and be whatever. All we have to do is believe the Bible, preach the word. Amen. You have to go be a religious stinker to people. You can have love. You can have joy. You can have peace. Amen. You can love people. You can love your enemy as you love yourself. You know what I mean? You can bless those who persecute you. And Jesus said the world will hate you for it. He said, I've come to bring a sword, to turn brother against brother. Your enemies will be in your own household. We're seeing that right now. Brothers turning in brothers, Christian brothers. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, God's going to give us another window, though. He's going to give us another window. I, I'm telling you. The devil, uh, my pastor said it. The devil overplayed his hand with this one because, I, you know, just like there are some ministers who are being exposed for what they really are, whatever, God is emboldening people who are filled with his spirit. There are going to be ministers who were once very timid suddenly become very, very bold in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to see churches be birthed up. We're going to see ministries rise up. We're going to see a new wave of evangelists. The chaff is being burned up right now. And new life is going to spring up all across this nation. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. The devil always makes really bad career moves. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. It's good to be saved. Amen. It says, he that believeth not shall be damned. And Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe. Now, that's every believer. He didn't say that the signs will follow those who go to Bible school and get a degree in theology. Modern Bible schools turning into a ripoff where you go and you're in $80,000 in debt. Come on, that's just a ripoff. Amen. But Jesus said these signs will follow every believer. That's you on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, in your home. Hallelujah. You're going to see the power of God be made manifest with your children and grandchildren. Hallelujah. Well, they'll tell stories of their grandma and their grandfather, how the power of God operated through their life. They're going to have stories. Hallelujah. Of how God provided and he healed and he delivered and he gave peace during that time. And things happened that they couldn't explain. Amen. Because the Bible says that when you have favor with the Lord, he blesses you and he blesses your family unto a thousand generations. He doesn't forget the righteous. That blessing is going to sweep through your family. Amen. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you something. God loves a soul winner. The Bible says in Proverbs that he who wins souls is wise. Amen. Someone says, well, I'm praying for wisdom. Then you better go win souls because he who wins souls is wise. What does that mean? He who doesn't win souls is stupid. Hallelujah. Uh, isn't it? If he who wins souls is wise, what does that make somebody who doesn't win souls? I'm glad I'm not in a church full of stupid people. <laughs> Amen. I know I'm standing in front of people who love to see souls saved and the harvest come in. Hallelujah. He who wins souls is wise. Amen. I believe you're going to win more souls in the year 2020 than you ever have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> he said, these signs will follow them who believe. In my name they shall cast devils out. <laughs> Just with the name of Jesus. You see some people trying to cast the devil out. You, you feel bad for them. The devil's manifesting. I'm not leaving. No. 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 And then the minister. Well you better leave. 
No. No? It's like, you know, I'm not a parent, but when I, I can imagine if, my, if I did have a kid and my kid said no. It's like, I made you. You are because of me. You know what I mean? It would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. They wouldn't know the word no. They wouldn't know how that word works. But you watch some people try to cast the demon out, and it's telling them no. Catherine Coleman, there was somebody who came up to her altar call one time. Demon manifest. This little person speaking in, you know, this dark demonic voice and sort of whatever and cursing her and all this stuff. And Catherine Coleman just said, come out in the name of Jesus. And that thing came out and that person went on the ground. They got filled with the joy of the Lord and then she walked away. She went, that's how Jesus did it. She wasn't sprinkling oil on the thing and throwing it against the wall. And I mean, just one name, the name of Jesus. Boom! Came out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stupid devil. I'm not talking about going out and cast, dealing with them without the anointing. You go out there, but I know that I'm in the church of people with the, with the armor on, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. This church is going to challenge what the enemy's doing in this city. I'm serious. Hallelujah. Glory to, glory to God. Hallelujah. Who is this devil? that thinks it can defy the armies of God. <laughs> I'm not saying you to talk like this. I'm a minister. God put me here as a minister. <laughs> but I'm saying we will not give the devil a free route to sign. He cannot have our city. Absolutely not. I had a preacher say, you have to be careful talking like that. And I'm not saying you talk like that. But the God who was with me when I fell into a pool and nobody saw me. The God who was with me when I fell into a fire and I came out with no burns. The God who was with me when I had cancer <laughs> and I was healed by the power of God. The God who was with me when I should have been dead by a car accident. The God who was with me when I should have died from a heart disease in my early 20s is the same God who's with me now. And he will deliver it under my hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, if we could, we would just have a wall, just kind of a trophy wall. This demon was taken out at 500 yards. There are people who are watching online. They, they don't even know what to think about this right now. <laughs> He's with us. He's with us. He is with us. And the power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. Walk in his power every day. Not just on a Sunday. Not just on a Wednesday. But on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Walk in the spirit. <clears throat> Not in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. In the flesh, the devil will rip you to shreds. That's his realm. But walk in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Who believes you can stay in the spirit? Okay, then stay in the spirit. Neither give place to the enemy and don't give, don't walk in the flesh. Those that are in the flesh cannot please God. And you'll be okay. It says, in my name they shall cast devils out. They shall speak with the new tongues. There's going to come a day we, we're going to take over the billboards in this city. Hallelujah. And just let the enemy know as he comes into the city, uh, you, you're going to have trouble here. Amen. Let the drug cartels know you're going to have trouble here. Hallelujah. Just a thought. 
have the whole River Church in front, just a big thumbs up to the sign. Welcome to Coshocton, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Is this okay? Is this too bold? These people, they won't stand up to the government. They're not standing up to the enemy. The enemy is ripping through their congregations, attacking people. Then they don't stand up to, they're not standing up to anything. I mean, come on. Aren't we supposed to be shepherds? What, is, what do shepherds do? The hireling runs when the wolves come. Right? That's what Jesus said. The hireling doesn't care for the sheep, and he runs at the sight of danger. Amen. Isn't the shepherds, because people have been saying to me, well, you're supposed to be a shepherd to the people and keep them safe. I am. I'm the shepherd of the people. I'm not going to run. I'm not a hireling. I'm not doing this for money. Hallelujah. Bunch of hirelings. You wait till I get on the radio every day, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Amen. No, it really is like a, this is not my flesh talking. It is like a fire in me. And my heart is not to beat up on any person. My heart is to... Come on, people, wake up, be activated, arise and shine, arise and shine. It's to mobilize, it's to mobilize. Because people have, they've lost hope. They, they don't know if God's really with them. Don't lose hope. He's with you. He says that they shall speak with new tongues. Amen. Thank God for our heavenly prayer language that when we pray in that language, the enemy has no idea what we're praying and we pray the perfect will of God in every situation. Hallelujah. And it's available for every believer. These signs follow them who believe. He didn't say these signs follow some believers. It's every believer. God wants to so fill you with this Holy Spirit that he enables you to pray in a heavenly language. Hallelujah. Tongues should not scare any believer. I just want to say that. Not at this church. It doesn't scare anybody. Hallelujah. However, it should not, you know, I had someone who's, you know, from another church. Oh, that stuff kind of scares me. The Holy Ghost should not scare you. He, amen. And then God moves, and they think it's the devil. You should know the difference between your best friend and your worst enemy. You know, it doesn't take me long to know that this is God. And then it doesn't take me long to know that's the devil. Amen. It says that they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's hard to do that at six feet. Unless you have uh, like a, a retractable arm. You know, like a button you push and a hand comes out. Hallelujah. You can't do that at six feet apart. Sorry, amen, just what it says. And it says in verse 20, and, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. The Lord wants to work with you guys. Amen. The Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to pray here in a moment. But look at this, I'm not going to turn there, but Joel 3 and verse 14, you can write this verse down, it's a powerful verse. Joel 3 and verse 14 says that multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. Whether you realize it or not, there are multitudes in Coshocton, Ohio that are right now in the valley of decision. Right now. Amen. There was a minister in Canada who took a tank to Russia. The Lord spoke to him to go to a native Eskimo village in Russia. So he rented a tank. He took the tank to this village. It was a remote village. He didn't even know if anybody would be there when he got there because it was so remote and no one had heard anything from these people in decades. So he took a translator and he goes and, and, and he goes to these people who had not been reached in, in decades. And when he gets out, all the people came out to him and they used, and, and he began to communicate the gospel with these people. 
And all the people started going crazy. They were on the ground weeping and crying. And all he told them was, God sent me here to tell you about his son Jesus. And these people were on the ground crying and screaming and wailing. And so he had the interpreter ask the chieftain of their tribe, why are they wailing like this? In the tribe, you know, the, the chief, whatever you call him, he was weeping. He said, you don't understand. He said, every night for years and years and years, we make a big fire every night. And we all join hands around the fire. And we look up at the stars. And we shout at the top of our lungs, God, if you're out there, send someone. God, if you're out there, send someone. And God sent this man from Canada to go to Russia in a tank to take the tank to a remote village that hadn't been reached in decades to get out and to tell them about Jesus. You don't have to get in the tank to go very far. Just to see that there are even people in Coshocton, Ohio, in their house right now, crying out to God, if you are out there, send somebody. <clears throat> if you're out there, someone says, I don't know, I was born and raised here, I know these people, I thought I did too. And I had to leave for about four years to come back and see that there is even a greater hunger in the city for God than I saw in Tampa, Florida, where we see whole communities change and people tripping over themselves to get saved. I saw the exact same, if not greater, hunger in Coshocton, Ohio. It, <clears throat> you know, when you're raised here and born here, you just don't see it. But if you listen to the Spirit, you'll hear the cries. When you go to Walmart, you see it on their face. You'll hear the cries of the people. God sends somebody. God, if you're really there, sends somebody. There are people we've seen, I don't know if we've seen this in Coshocton, I know we've seen it in Tampa, where we'd knock on the door and we didn't know on the other side of that door someone had a gun to their head about to blow their brains out and then somebody came and told them that God loves them and has a plan for their life. Or one of my friends was in a gang, the cops were after him, he was in a gang and the gang turned on him because they thought he did something. So he had a rival gang and he had his own gang trying to kill him. And so he was running. His parents didn't want anything to do with him. The cops were looking at him because three nights before he got in a gunfight with the cops. And here he was, families against him, cops are looking for him, the, his gang's looking for him, arrival gang's looking for him. He has nobody. And so he went to sleep outside of somebody's window, on the ground, homeless. And he just prayed a simple prayer. God, if you are real, send somebody to tell me. The next day, someone from the River Tampa Church walked up to him, who was like he knew as a kid, this girl named Jessica. And she said, Robbie, the Lord sent me to ask you, do you know if God loved you and has a plan for your life? And he began to weep, and he gave his life to the Lord. Today he's in ministry, and he's led thousands of people to the Lord. There are multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Come on, God wants to, by his spirit, to do such a work on the inside of each person under the sound of my voice to where he not only saves you from your junk, but he that uses you to be a vessel that he can use to save other people from their junk. Hallelujah. Your breakthrough is not just about you. It's about the breakthrough of many multitudes, multitudes that God wants to reach through you. Romans 1 and verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Everyone say this with me. Say, I am not ashamed, am not ashamed of, the gospel, of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. For, it For it is the power, the power of, God of God unto salvation, unto salvation. to everyone who believes. That's what it says. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel contains the power. It has nothing to do with how charismatic you are. I was just talking about how I fixed a car battery, and I was trying to compare that with wrenches, and it was terrible. Nothing to do with charisma. It has nothing to do with being eloquent in your speech or to stir up an emotion in someone. 
study. I mean, they teach you this in Bible school, how to preach in such a way that you will move people's emotion. And they prove that you can actually say nothing at all. I mean, you're talking, but make no point by how you fluctuate your voice and the pauses you add will make people think and bring them into an emotion. But that's just the flesh. Paul said, when I came unto you, I didn't come with eloquence of speech, neither man's wisdom, but when I came, I came with a demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. The gospel contains the power. Mark 16, the Lord worked with them, confirming the gospel with signs following. When you go, he goes. When you open your mouth and speak the gospel message, God's the one who comes. He's the one who saves, not you. You're just the messenger. You release the power. It's like a time release, release capsule. <laughs> Did you get that? The gospel is a time release capsule that you release into the hearts of people when you speak it. And it goes into their hearts and they're just looking at you. And then it releases, boom! And once they were blinded, now they can see. Because the Spirit of God went. And he said, my word will not return unto me void, but it accomplishes what I send it forth to do. You are the person that God wants to send forth with his word to accomplish the purposes of God. You, not me, stop looking at me, look at you. You can't look at yourself, can you, without a mirror? You can look at that mirror, amen, hallelujah. You, don't write yourself off. It's not about being wiser. It doesn't matter how, 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 how long your hair is getting. <laughs> Amazing how some governors are still able to get a hairstylist in. It's good to be here in the People's Republic of the United States of America. Doesn't matter. I believe God's going to put a holy boldness. People are going to look at you and say, what happened to my husband? What happened to my wife? What happened to my child? What happened to my mom? What happened to my dad? When the Holy Ghost gets on the inside of you, something happens. Peter denied Christ three times. When the Holy Ghost got on him, he boldly preached the Pentecostal message. I pray that even throughout this year, that there's going to be times where just a holy boldness gets on the inside of you. Where suddenly you're just overtaken by the Spirit of God. And you begin to preach. Hallelujah. I see this in my spirit right now. Walmart, a crowd in Walmart just around you. You're preaching the gospel. I see this. Hallelujah. Crowds at the fair, crowds in the, at Lake Park. Amen. Where you start preaching and people go, what's that person going on about? And just like in the days of old, people just gather around because the Spirit of God draws them to you. Amen. Second Timothy, chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul told Timothy... Of course, he told Timothy, do the work of an, of an evangelist. Timothy was a pastor. Pastors are supposed to do the work of an evangelist. Not run an organization, but do the work that an evangelist does in your city. Amazing why you know, pastors want to call in an evangelist to do what God's called them to do, which we can have evangelists in when God has them in. But the pastor is supposed to also do the work. But not just the pastor. The Bible says God uses pastors to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We're all in it together. We're all a part of this harvest. Can you say amen? amen? But Paul told Timothy, stir up that inner fire that's on the inside of you by the means of laying on of my hands. He said, stir up the fire, rekindle the embers of, fan the flames, keep burning the gracious gift of God. That's what it says in the Amplified. And then he says, and do not blush in the next verse. Do not blush. Everyone say, do not blush. do not blush. Or be ashamed to testify to and for our Lord. Nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but with me, take your share of the suffering and do it in the power of God. You know, preaching the gospel is part of the suffering we're called as Christians to do. 
People use that word suffering. Yeah, you know, someone's sick. Yeah, that's just the suffering we're called to. Someone, you know, is broke. Yeah, that's just the suffering we're called to. No, the suffering is the persecution we're going to face because we stand for the gospel. The suffering is walking in love when you don't feel like walking in love. <laughs> Who would say it's suffering to love certain people? Who says it's kind of suffering to love Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> oh, man, I just brought that one up. Amen. Pastor Rodney went to her office. He gave her one of his books. Amen. Seeing Jesus. I wonder if she like manifested. Anyway. Hallelujah. No, who would say it's suffering to walk in love towards certain people? The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. I pray that the love of God begins to develop in your heart. That when you see people, you begin to have a love for them. That you don't want them to go to hell. Amen. Suffering is also preaching the gospel. Because many times you won't feel like it. You will not feel like going over to a stranger you don't know. Especially holding this script in your hand. Which I encourage you to do if you've never led anyone to the Lord. Use the script. I have it memorized. I can do it backwards and forwards. I still hold it in my hand. And I read this to people. I just go up to people. And you just go, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and he has a plan for your life? You know, you feel goofy. You're holding the pamphlet. They think you're a Jehovah's Witness or whatever. You're not. That has nothing to do with your pride. Get, get, get rid of that. He said, take your share with me in the suffering and do it in the power of God. Amen. Now, who's going to be just a hearer of the word this morning? Who's going to be a doer of the word this morning? Isn't it so easy to hear? <laughs> hey, bud. But to do it and to put it in the application, that's what God's calling us to. Amen. Amen. We could keep going here, but I'm going to bring it down. Talk about being instant in season and out of season. Whether the opportunity is favorable or unfavorable. <laughs> Convenient or inconvenient. I went up to people while they're on their phone and led them to the Lord. And then led the person on the, on the phone to the Lord. <laughs> Because you can't wait for it. You cannot wait for the perfect moment when the stars aligned and the glory of God comes and angels are around this person pointing, saying, now's the time. You cannot wait for that moment. Because what if tomorrow that person's heart stops and you had the opportunity there, you just thought they were too busy because they were ordering hub grub. Or Grubhub, whatever it is. Well, they're ordering food right now. I can't do that. Whether the opportunity is favorable or unfavorable, convenient or inconvenient, welcome, the Bible says, or unwelcome. You're going to have some unwelcome moments. This is not welcome. Well, that's why Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man welcomes me in, I'll come in. That means some people aren't going to welcome him in. Don't take that as rejection for you. People are so afraid of rejection. I've never seen anything like it, in America especially. Afraid to be rejected. It shatters their ego. Let your identity be in him. That'll fix all that. But then no, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting him. Who's ever got a, a letter in the mail that you didn't like? Did you chase your mailman down and start beating him? You bad mailman, don't you ever come to my house again. If you come back, no. He's just delivering a message. You're just delivering a message. If people can't understand that, that's their problem. Are you with me? Everyone say this with me. Say, he who wins souls is wise. Now, I'm going to lead Edie to the Lord with this script. Because I want to show you how easy this is. Amen? So, how many of you guys, are these in the back of people's chairs? Do we have some over there? We don't have to pass them out, but we can put them somewhere. Amen. Because I want to make sure before you leave, everyone has one of these in your hand. And like I said, on the bulletin, there's some ideas. You can call someone and just read the script to them. You can text it to somebody. Amen. These guys, they have, they have a fake Facebook called John Wesley. <laughs> and they add everybody in Kishokton. 
Oh, I probably shouldn't be saying this online. Amen. I just blew our cover. Amen. But, but then they just message people one after another. Hundreds and hundreds of people, they just share and communicate the gospel with them. And people are getting saved. They're, they're crying. Thank you so much. I needed this. I needed to know. I needed to know. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we have a stack over there. Make sure you take one before you leave. I want to make sure everyone has one of these in your hand before you, you leave. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead Edie to the Lord. Amen. So, come up here. Amen. Now, you, you can just stand there. And now, Edie is somebody, let's just pretend I don't know who she is. But, you know, she right now is a heathen. <laughs> totally unsaved, godless. Amen. And we are going to go, and I don't know who she is. Amen. But I'm going to lead her to the Lord now. Amen. So first I notice, very beautiful girl. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But, hallelujah. So I'm going to go up to her. I'm going to take this script. I'm just going to read it. Now watch how I do it. Even though I have it memorized, watch how I do it. Hi. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life? Every day. She said, every day people have told her this. Okay. Now, what you'll find, too, is a lot of people, no one's ever told them that. I was shocked, in shocked, and there's so many people who have never heard that God loves them. They actually think God's mad at them, you know? But there are people out there, they've never just heard those words, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Now, she's heard it because she lives in and so the River Church is always going to her and telling her all the time. Now, I'm going to keep going with the script. I have a real quick but important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? I think so. Now, she said, I think so. When you ask people that, you're, you're asking them, if you died this very second, where would you go, heaven or hell? And you're asking them, will you go to heaven? A lot of people think that they're going to go to heaven. But even as a believer, it's not good enough to think you're going to go to heaven. You have to know that you know you're going to go to heaven. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Some people very rarely will be honest and say, no, I don't think, I'm not going to go to heaven. But then for the most part, people will, will say, yeah, I believe I'm going to go to heaven. But then you want to know why do you believe you're going to go to heaven, right? Because some people think they're going to go to heaven because they believe in Islam or because they're a Buddhist or they think they're going to go to heaven because they go to church, or their dad's a pastor. So she just said, I said, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt if you die, would you go to heaven? She said, I think so. So I'm going to ask, as it says on the script, um, uh, great, why would, you say, why would you say yes? Why would you say that you think so? My family's in heaven. So she believes she's going to go to heaven because her family's in heaven. Now we know that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So don't just go to someone, do you believe you're going to go to heaven? They say yes, and you say, okay, well, you're good. Don't do that. I'll come and slap you, man. Amen. So she, she says that she's, now look at this. No matter what they tell you, no matter what answer that they give you, when you ask them, how do you know you're going to go to heaven? Unless she said, because I have Jesus in my heart. That is the only acceptable answer. Yeah. Not I go to church. Not I, my dad's a pastor. The only acceptable answer is because I have Jesus in my heart. That's how I know I'm going to go to heaven. Right? Anything else won't do. That will not do. Amen. So, uh, and you don't have to tell them that won't do. You just proceed with the script. <laughs> proceed with the script. You just read it. You just, this thing, it drives itself. It drives itself. Let me quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. It reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible also reads, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever, right? Of course you are. All of us are. Just, so you, just a side note that... Uh, you're a whosoever, right, is rhetorical. She knows she's a whosoever. So you don't have to get an answer. You're a whosoever, right? You, know, you don't have to do that. You just keep going, amen? So I just read to her three scriptures about what the Bible says. We've all sinned. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life. And all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen? Now you flip the script around. 
And it says here, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. It does not say, would you like prayer? It says, I am going to say a prayer for you. So don't break from the script and say, would you like prayer? Now watch this. So I just read her those scriptures. Now, would you like prayer today? Yeah, she says, no, I'm good. This, this thing, you know, when you have a fish on the line, do you reel it in halfway and say, now, fish, would you like to come in the boat? <laughs> the fish would go, mm, I'm good. <laughs> Amen. Come on, we are fishers of men. It says, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. That means in boldness, you pray for them. So you say, Lord, bless. Now on the script, it says, fill in their name. But let's say I don't have her name. I'll just say, Lord, bless my friend or bless this person. Don't say, now, could I get your name? Because then she'll say, oh, yeah, I'm Edie. Thank you. I got to go. And, and they'll run off. And you lost the fish. Amen. So, Lord, bless my friend and her family with a long and healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to her and do a quick work in her heart. And if she has not received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, I pray she would do so now. If you would like to receive the gift that God has for you today, I want you to say this prayer with me with your heart and lips out loud. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe. I believe that you are risen from the dead. That you are risen from the dead. And you're coming back again for me. And you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. A hunger for the things of God. And a holy boldness. And a holy boldness. To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. Now just declare this. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Now, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. Now, look, her countenance has already changed. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, after you pray for this person and lead them in a prayer, there's a lot of things you can do. You can give them the script so later they can go and if they feel some kind of way, they can pray that prayer. But then you always want to say, now look, hey, I'm actually, I actually go to this church called The River. Have you heard about us? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, you might have heard some things on Facebook, but look, <laughs> you know, we're a great church. We would love to invite you to come this, uh, this Sunday at 10 a.m. Do you think that you could come this Sunday? Okay. Okay. Could I get your number? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right, give a hand for Edie. Amen. Give her a hand. Amen. God bless. So good that she's saved. Amen. After all these years, we finally got her. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, we don't condone missionary dating, just so you know. That was a joke. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm just dating this person to get them saved. That's not an effective way. Amen. Hallelujah. Wasn't that easy? Amen. Now, you think, well, it cannot be that easy. But you would be shocked to see people begin to break down and begin to cry. People, I need that. I feel different. What did you do to me? You don't hear people say that? Because it is the simplicity of the gospel that contains the power. It's when you overcomplicate it, you put the flesh in it, and it messes with everything. We can all do this. You can text it to someone. You can call somebody. You can minister to a son, a daughter. Amen. Amen.